Um, yeah, so just a basic question and it's like, what is diversity for you and how do you perceive it within your newsroom? Diversity for me means that in the, uh, the editorial staff, the newsroom, there are plenty of people with different backgrounds, like um, different, of course, men, women, diverse uh, people, um, people with disabilities and um, people of color, just like uh, white people. And that's actually what diversity means for me. And how do you perceive this within your newsroom? Do you think your newsroom is diverse and inclusive? I think it's very inclusive because um, my employer at the moment is uh, really focusing on that topic. So um, we have, me and my colleagues, um, when we started working, um, it was mentioned to us that, uh, you know, everyone is welcome, um, regardless of their background, regardless uh, of their uh, skin color, sexual orientation, all that stuff. Um, so I think there is, um, it is very inclusive, but not really diverse. On the one hand, we have um, a good balance of men and women, but on the other hand, um, we're not having too much people of color, for example. So um, I don't know if that's a general problem in the media, but um, uh, right now what uh, comes to my mind is that there's a big offering for uh, people uh, of uh, different backgrounds to join the team, but not too many people take that chance. What do you think is that? Well, I um, actually, I thought about it a couple of times. I cannot really tell you why. Um, it's just that when it comes to diversity in um, case of, you know, uh, like skin color or religion, um, I think maybe it's just because, you know, we're a Central European country. Most of the people here are white. Most of the people here are Christians. And um, that's probably why the vast majority is that as well in the newsroom. But um, I think it's not really a mirror of the uh, society, the current society. Okay, there is any, you were telling me that in your previous job, the situation was completely different at where you are now. And I don't know, is there any situation um, that you remember uh, from your previous experience um, that really make you think, oh my God, yes, uh, this is important and this is not uh, being made in this newsroom? Well, in general, of course, uh, there were some situations where I was, um, let's say, surprised. And um, it was especially 
well one of the one of the the higher uh, journalists were like yeah typical old white men and uh, when it comes uh, when it came to reports that um, con uh, included uh, the LGBT plus community he was like he I don't know if he didn't want to understand all that or he, if he just couldn't but he was just like okay we have men and women and this is it and um, also a colleague of mine tried to talk to him about that but he just wouldn't see that he just wouldn't accept that so um, yeah that was actually um, a, a thing but um, and also um, I had one story about a refugee that um, became a professional uh, football player here in Germany and um, I was told by colleagues okay not really our thing because he's a refugee and um, we should uh, watch uh, we, we should be careful about that so um, well there, there were more reasons but one of the reasons was he's a refugee so yeah um, I think it it's I think the um, media section in Germany is when it comes to diversity very diverse you have newsrooms that are very inclusive that, that are um, welcoming everyone and um, that's my opinion everyone gets the chance but also there are newsrooms where they want to maintain to be only white and um, the people who have to say something are have to be old men so um, yeah that's why I think um, you cannot really generalize the di diversity in the in the newsrooms because there are so many different ways uh, so many different um, yeah so many different um, uh, ways how um, newsrooms work with what people and yeah that's that's my experience so far because I've seen plenty of newsrooms um, I've uh, joined plenty of teams and um, I've always or mostly always made new experiences when I joined a new team and saw a new culture and so you mentioned one of the barriers and I wanted to know like what are other barriers that you consider for your newsroom that don't allow um, don't allow your newsroom to become more diverse and inclusive? That's a good question. I don't know uh, well I don't know for sure, but um, what I think might be a problem is that um, we have this mood uh, within Germany that many people um, scared or very concerned when it comes uh, to like people from the outside, like foreigners and stuff. And that may be the reason why the newsroom is, uh, well, at least on camera, is mostly like white Christian. Um, because it's just familiar to the people. So it's um, actually like an, like we only offer what the 
people already know, what the people are comfortable with, what the people are familiar with. So maybe, maybe um, I don't know, a handicapped person on camera would be too, too new for the viewers to accept. And um, maybe that's something we can get on or get to in the future. But I think that might be one of the, uh, the reasons, the uh, missing acceptance. Yeah, okay. And you've said that you consider your newsroom uh, very inclusive, even though it's not really diverse. And I would like to know, what are those actions that you think, um, or not you think, that you completely see are already being uh, made or taken in the newsroom to make this happen? Well, on the one hand, um, we are very, our focus is very on uh, our communication. Like that we, um, when we write emails, when we uh, talk to others, we not only use the mail form when we talk about colleagues, we also use the, um, the uh, female form and also this uh, with these two points you know that it's uh, inclusive for every uh, for everyone it's not only uh, male and female but also diverse so i think there's a huge action that has been taken when it uh, comes to communication and also um the when you see my employer when you talk to the to the people you find out very fast that um, my employer is really concerned about this whole situ uh, this whole matter and um, that you know parts of our uh, of our um, program is like unusual for ex uh, like uh, gay dating shows for example and um, also the, it's only not uh, just the program that's um, like newer or um, yeah, a little bit more uh, progressive. It's also the way uh, it's uh, communicated within the newsroom. So um, people uh, of color uh, with uh, everything you can think of, those people are invited to join us, invited to join the newsroom. And um, that's at least how I see it. I mean, I'm a white guy, maybe I'm not as concerned about it as um, a person of color would be. But for me, I person personally see that uh, my employer takes um, a lot of uh, steps when it comes to uh, inclusion. Okay. And um, when it comes to news coverage, how do you think it is? How do you think the newsroom is covered right now? Um, this? The news uh, is it like how are the decisions made and who decides? Oh, this is the most important. We need to go with this. So, who commissions the journalists? Um, it's not really just uh, one person. Um, one of my former employers. It was really just like that. That the editor in chief says, "Okay, we do this, we do that, and everyone has to follow." My current employer is um, a little bit more inclusive when it comes to that. <laughs> so um, everyone can just like uh, drop uh, any topics and uh, what he or she wants to do. 
and um, in the end it's a decision made in the team so it's not um, well at least for now my team now it's not uh, that just one person comes in and says okay i want this and you do it that way and this is it um it's more like like a, a discussion and together you figure out what um would be best what might get uh, the highest ratings and um so when it comes to that it's not um uh, there's not really a hierarchy okay. everyone can just drop anything and what was the second part of your question uh no i mean i i would like just to know like i know like say in um from one to ten the journalists that you work with are all they white people and Germans, or you think not? They actually have different backgrounds, migratory backgrounds, people of color, uh, disabled people, uh, journalists who have been discriminated, for example. Or yeah, from one to ten, like how would you assess that? We're actually almost completely white, um, but that's just uh, my um, uh, how I see that we're much more women than men and um, but still all white and people with disabilities well to be honest I haven't worked so far with uh, people with uh, disabilities uh, when it comes to journalism so um, I mean also I, I know that uh, people with disabilities are also invited to join uh, this work But um, as far as I'm concerned, not too many people uh, take uh, that that offer. So um, yeah, pretty white. Um, <laughs> um, the ratio of um, male female is like we have more women than men. And when it comes to people of color, there actually there are not too many. What about LGBTQ? Q plus community. Um, a lot of my colleagues are gay. They're openly gay, and um, they're, of course, they're accepted. I mean, one of our uh, shows we have in our program is a gay dating show, so of course there is uh, acceptance. Um, so when it comes to um, to homosexual people, there are um, plenty. Um, plenty uh, my co of my colleagues are homosexual, but like trans people. I also wanted to know, are there any guidelines that you need to follow, for example, when writing or when talking uh, on TV, guidelines regarding um, language, diversity, inclusion, how do you, uh, like the words used, do you have any guidelines, do you have any editorial manifesto or yeah some kind of guide for journalists to make their work more diverse and inclusive i don't have guidelines that are provided by my um, employer i personally myself um uh, uh, i'm aware of uh, of the language so it's uh, completely normal for me to use 
not only the male form of a um, of a word, but also the female. So um, it would be in German Kolleginnen und Kollegen, and not just only the male version Kollegen. Um, that's something that um, I don't have to do that. It's not like if I uh, wouldn't do that, that my employer would, um, I don't know, would have to, uh, to have a serious uh, conversation with me. But I just do it because I want to be, in, well, at least in this part, as much as inclusive as possible, because it's not really that a big deal to to like when I write an email or st uh, stuff that I also that I also include women and men. And um, I think that's just an easy way to do it and an easy way to include the vast majority of the society. Yeah, um, I mean, this is a very um, easy example, right, of including like different genders. But there are studies that talk about, for example, um, when it comes to covering migration in Germany, like usually immigrants are just in bad news, like or with a negative per perspective in the Germans news. So how would you like is that your opinion or have you seen this? What is your experience on that? My experience is actually is that exactly that that when you talk about migration, you're not writing or reporting about a culture of welcoming because that's what I think it simply doesn't sell. You cannot sell any journals where you say, oh, oh everything is great. There are people coming from Afghanistan. So when you when you trigger the fear of people, which I think is uh, has been done plenty of times, especially when it comes to migration, then the people will listen to you, the people will buy your journals, the people will um, watch you on television. Um, unfortunately, it's like this. So um, there are uh, certain topics that are like just trigger for uh, the society. And I think when you just like activate those triggers, you can be sure that the people will listen to you. And it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. In the end, it's only about, okay, I want this, I want this shitstorm. I want the people to like really be scared. How do you think this would be different if you had a colleague, for example, coming from Afghanistan? Uh, who works as a journalist in the newsroom where you are. How this would be the coverage of this? Conclusion, but um, even when you have refugees, when you have people from uh, different countries in your newsroom, I mean, in the end, it's not about the newsroom, it's about um, the people who watch your show, the people who buy your journal and um, They don't really uh, do not really care if the um, newsroom is like diverse in that uh, sense. It's mostly about okay, um, do they trigger my my fears? So you think the society don't really care about this issue about the diversity and inclusion issue? 
Um, it depends. It depends um, whether they are interested or cautious about uh, this topic. I mean, I think in the media section, in general, we are very aware of that uh, situation and um, that we have to be uh, inclusive also because, I mean, when we put someone on air that is a refugee, for example, that's a, that sends a huge signal um, to everyone who's watching that. So we can just reach far more people. So I think we have to be like a little bit like role models when it comes to that. Um, in general society, I think it's, 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 uh, it's tough to generalize. Yeah. Um, in general, I think, um, I mean, the studies that I have read also, it's like actually people care about it because they don't want to read news where they are not represented, right? And sometimes even they don't apply to jobs because they think there is no chance I'm going to get this job because look at who is the boss, look at who is the, who is in the chair. So this was Broken Patrick's podcast. This is a podcast where we try to put together all the pieces that make media and journalism more inclusive, representative, and diverse. If you want to have your part on this mission, please get in touch.